Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey guys, how are you doing? Gavin Timms here with REI Network. I'm super excited about today's show. I think it's really, really important to be talking about the money is in your CRM. Okay, so the money's in the CRM that you've already generated over a period of time. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Just before uh, we get started, I'm still traveling in the RV and working from Starbucks right now in Arizona. And if you are listening or watching on the YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe. And I want to give you a quick giveaway that comes in handy when you are traveling, uh, which is my lead sheet. This is something that you can have in the car. You can print off to take notes and you can take a screenshot, okay, and send it to your team, your VA, and have it updated in your CRM for you. This is really, really handy for when you're traveling. So just go to reinetwork.com slash lead sheet, reinetwork.com slash lead sheet and check that out. So let's get talking about what's super important and what I've got coming up uh, here in the near future on a case study that we're going to be doing as well. Um, so I'm very big on that the money is in the CRM. I feel right now that I have, I have over a million dollars sitting in my CRM, okay, that we just haven't got to yet for the leads that are already in. And I do not think that's an exaggeration at all. It's probably more than that in the multiple markets that I work on a virtual level. I'm going to explain myself on, on kind of some numbers that I've seen in the past. And uh, again, a case study that we're going to be working here uh, to try to prove this point to everyone. Again, this is going to be, uh, recorded when I do this case study and I'm going to be putting it out and uh, you guys can then kind of follow along. So let's talk about why do I make that statement that, that the money's in the CRM? So let's think about that. We, we've talked in, in other episodes that this is a, the process that we talk about. What, what are we actually doing, whether it's in your own market or whether it's virtual, okay, that the process is that we need leads, okay? So we identify a market, we do market research, we find out why we want to go to that market. Then we start doing lead generation. And this doesn't matter, okay, if it's cold calling, if it's texting, if it's you know, PPC, Facebook, mail, it doesn't matter. They come at different costs. They they all have their individual ways of working and you need to be, you know, have certain budgets depending on, on what you're doing. But the idea is, is that we get leads coming in. Now, as we know, most people in the industry will agree that 90% of your deals come from follow-up, okay? Which means for us in our business, we qualify a, a cold call a lead, comes into the CRM, okay? And they're not motivated. So they want too much money, okay? Now, this is one of the main things that happen is that they want too much money. Do you blame them? Just think about this for a second, okay? I, I teach all of my clients to go in with the mentality that this is going to be a deal, regardless of what the notes are being said from the VA. Now, the, the VA's job is to pre-screen the lead. Are they interested in selling? Are they interested in an offer? Okay, and try and get some of information on the four pillars, okay, which is their the situation motivation, their price if they can get it, their timeline and their condition. That's what we're trying to work towards for the VA to, to get some information if they can. Maybe how old is the uh, the beds and baths? When was the last time dated the kitchen? When was the last time that you did a, you had a new roof? Things like that, that that help us maybe knowing kind of the motivation. Okay, if they've just done a full rehab, then we know that, okay, we, we, we kind of understand the situation a little more than when we go into it. All right. So that's kind of how that's going to gonna play out. So when we get these leads come in, you cannot blame the seller for wanting too much money. Okay. 
Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they ask full asking price? So you can't just look at the notes and say, well, they're not motivated. They want too much. Why wouldn't they? You need to pick up the phone, build rough rapport, and get to the reason why they wanted to sell the property or they are interested in an offer. Else, they would just say no. They would just say no. I don't want to sell. That's what would happen. Okay. So the fact that they're interested in an offer means that there's something going on and you've got to get to it. Okay. And that takes time. That takes building rapport positioning and follow-up to do that. So once we have them leads come in, right, I'm going to give you some examples. Back in when I started cold calling, I was really, really tracking this as an example. And let's say I started with 1,100 records that went into the dialer. Okay, so 1,100 records, they are not qualified leads. They're just a list of 1,100. We called that and we created about 100 leads over four, five, six weeks. Okay, so we had 100 people that were interested in offer or interested in selling. Okay, now it took us five weeks to get the first contract. So five weeks to get the first contract. And we closed that contract then in about week eight for seven and a half thousand dollars. Okay, so I've already made a profit on that deal. So by the time I paid for my system and my marketing and my skip tracing and my VAs, I'm probably in, let's say, for twelve hundred dollars. Okay, for that six week period for the list for you know the, the system and, and the VA to, to pre-screen them leads and bring them in and we got one deal okay in, on week five that we contracted about week eight it closed for seven and a half thousand dollars right now where people get it wrong is that okay we did one deal great from them 100 leads they continue to market like you should because you're dripping leads in every day again I'm not a guy that just wants to fill that hopper unless you have the system to build out to handle that volume so what happens is most people will just continue to market like you should and like we did. But out of that 100, right, this is the this is the thing that I want you to kind of take on board here, what I'm saying. So the 100 leads that came in, one deal, $7,500 closed on week eight, and we got it under contract on week five. Now, over five months, five months on them same 100 leads from follow-up, okay, we made, I think, $105,000 on the same leads that came in, the same leads that were not motivated, the same leads that we did not contract in the first eight weeks, but over five months, so over two months, we did one deal. Over the next three months, we then, through follow-up, created $105,000 from them 100 leads that closed, okay? And that is the difference in follow-up. So when you're looking at KPIs, I just had this question from a client. They said, well, how many how many leads does it take to close a deal? And I said, that's a great question. And actually, can be some degree hard to answer because over a period of time, the KPIs will get better. So unless you go a cutoff point and actually track it, that's when you're going to get your true number. So for instance, it might take 40, 50, 60, 100 leads to get a f- your first contract, okay, under contract and into closing from a phone call or two in the kind of the, in the immediate, right? Meaning that we're going to move forward within the first week or two. You're going to get that contract. You're going to get it to close in. And that might be, again, one in 40, one in 50, one in 100 leads that come in. And again, a one in 100, you're saying, Gavin, that's not great. And I agree, it's not great. But through follow-up, you should be getting that ratio down to probably one in 15, one in 20, maybe one in 30 over a period of time. So once you close five more deals from that 100 over a period of time, then the 
KPIs will look better because you've already spent the money. The money has already been spent, okay? And so it's already banked. So if your team works it consistently or you do, depending on how you're set up, remember, I have multiple ways that I even run the business from partners 50-50 on the ground, acquisition, okay? Uh, all virtual, but I have things in, in structured. We're just, we're actually closing on a flip in Maui. Should close, hopefully, maybe tomorrow as I'm recording this or Monday, and we're going to be closing the flip in Maui. I've, I've been to Maui once, never seen this house, contracted it virtually by pulling lists, going through the process, getting it, working with a flipper on the ground there, and we make a percentage on the back end. And now that I don't do that in every market. That just works with that market because I'm very big on creating opportunity that makes sense for me and everyone that I work. It has to be a win to win. And you can get creative as you do more deals, right? But the system will never change. And it's in the Maui, for instance, the deal that we did in Maui that's closing was lead about number 40 that came in. So it was lead 40 that came in from cold calling, but it took us six months to get that contract on that lead. So it was number four in, so we just kept following up. And now, in fairness, she was actually more motivated, but we had a situation where there was kids. Her kids were living in Maui on the beach, oceanfront property, and they didn't want to move. Well, who would, right? Who would want to move from that? So we had that, and she was flying out for one of the holidays, and she said, when I get there, I want you to come over. Obviously not me, but my flipper on the ground wanted to go over and meet them. And then we could talk about the, the finer details. So we already had that we had to wait four months for this to happen. So all we did was we just kept checking in with her just to stay in front of her and keep active with her until she came over. And then we were able to get that deal done. All right. But again, the process happened. So my point is, is that when you're looking at KPIs and, and marketing, you have to track it from the follow-up, knowing that 90% of the deals come from follow-up, okay, which means, in theory, you should be spending more time in your follow-up than on new leads. Now, we always have to drip in again, new leads every day, very, very important, never stop marketing, but your focus needs to be tracking people on the follow-up. So did anything change from the last time that we have spoken? Okay. And that is, so you take good notes the first time and let's say Billy is, you know, no, I just want to sell. I'm not giving it away. I'm not doing this, this, this. And I think it's going to sell. Okay. No problem, Billy. 30 days we follow up. Hey, Billy, how are you doing? This is Gavin. Just checking back in. Did your property sell at 123 Main Street? Oh no, actually it didn't. It didn't? Seemed like a great house. You're pretty confident that this was going to sell. What? Why do you think it's not sold yet? Well, I thought it was going to sell and it hasn't. And I'm so surprised. So here's the thing right? What's happening here is that it's not a home run. I'm not going to contract it right now. We're not there yet, but it's changed, hasn't it? It's changed from Billy saying, no, this is going to sell. It's a seller's market. It's a hot market. This will be sold next week to 30 days on. It hasn't sold. So now he's softened up. Now he might be open to my you know, creative finance offer or my cash offer or whatever to be able to lock this deal up. Okay. And you're going to have a hundred different scenarios on this, but that's why it's in the follow-up. Constantly, we, we get deals from year two ago when we follow up and we'll get them over a period of time. So everything's going to be different per market on your follow-up, but 95% of the deals we do come from follow-up. Okay, So it's no different for you guys. And, and I'm telling you now, when we tracked this in 2018, we did 58 deals that year, Okay, and 54 came from follow-up. 54 deals came from follow-up. So that's the difference between me being competitive in the market and kind of to some degree being one of the top wholesalers in our market along with the team, not just me, but my team is, okay, to doing four deals like most of you don't. So it's 
in the faults, that's where we need to focus, which is why I labeled this podcast, the money is in the CRM, because what is sitting there is your money, is your goal to get deals done. That's why working with other wholesalers, taking their old leads because they're not following up. If you don't have the money, guys, network. The reason I wanted to call my business REI Network is because everything is networking. It's who you know, not what you know. So get in with these people that are spending $30,000 on direct mail and have a conversation with them and say, hey, Brandon, I know you spend all this money on marketing. How much follow-up do you do? Well, we're not very good on follow-up. You know, we do about five or six a month just from the direct mail that come in. We're spending 30 grand. So I look at that and say, well, you should be doing 20 deals a month over a period of time. What if, Brandon, I do some of the follow-up for you and we'll partner 50-50. I'll get it under contract. And once I've got it under contract, we'll look and we'll move it and then I'll make money. If you're not, if you're not utilizing it, Brandon, then, you know, why don't we work together on it? Because I've built that rapport with the wholesaler that he's going to be wanting to do that. And I can say, hey, just give me 10 leads. Let's see how this is going to work. I'm going to talk myself in the position and then I need to deliver on it. And that's then without even creative finance lease options. Hey, Brandon, how many people do you get that are motivated that don't have any equity? Oh yeah, we get a lot of calls where we can't, you know, make a cash offer. Oh really? Well, what if I work then deals and we could do some creative financing on it and then we could partner on it or I'll pay you per lead or whatever it is that you want to negotiate? Because guess what? It's free leads. If I was just focusing, I was in the business, like I'm back on the phones and doing it, okay, without having systems and set up uh, the way that I do, I wouldn't be spending probably any money on marketing because I'd just be networking, utilizing everyone else's money, and I'd be just making profit, which is how I got started in the business, which is why I'm passionate when it comes to make sure you're making money and stay profitable because that is the key. I've got no interest in spending $10,000 on direct mail to make $10,000, okay, because it doesn't make sense sense financially. It sounds great, but it but it has to make sense from a profit standpoint. And, and again, what are you trying to do, guys, that are listening to this? For me, I want to travel where I want with who I want, okay? I'm in my RV in Arizona. I'm on a six-week trip. We've got four about to go into closing. I have one closing in Maui, okay? And we have another five, six contracts out, and things are happening because there's systems that are built, but it takes time to get there. So yes, you have to get in the trenches or maybe just start focusing on what makes money, focusing on being on the phone making offers and following up because again it's all in the CRM if you have been marketing for a year now and you haven't got a deal of six months the deal the fastest way to a deal is in the CRM I promise you I'm telling you that is the way it is so which leads me on to what I've got coming out uh, that we're going to be doing with one of my clients okay so I am going into an old market of mine and I'm going to be documenting this and proving the leads are there with the timestamps that are already on them leads I am going to go into a market that's got about 134 leads that I have not touched for over two years. I have not, and I can prove from tracking of the history of the activity in the CRM to show I we literally, no one has worked these leads. And this is, we're going to come up with a game plan and I'm going to use one of my clients to do this. And when I'm going to put a VA in there, they're going to call and text all 134 people. And we're going to document how many deals we lost and already sold. So how many deals we could have done, how many deals are still on the table and can we get a contract and close one? And that's what I'm going to document 
document on this case study that we're going to be doing. So stay tuned for it. If you want in, okay, make sure that you're going to be on my email list. Go and download one of my contracts. Uh, go to reinetwork.com slash downloads or reinetwork.com slash leachy. If you've got anything that I offer, um, then you'll be on there and I will email about this and I will do another podcast when we're going to release it on this as well. But make sure that you watch out for it. We're going to be coming up with a game plan this week and we're going to start working it. And right now, this is what I'm going to be thinking. I'm taking my old CRM. We're going to be calling and texting each person. Anyone that we're going to document again, what's already sold, how many deals out of that 134 would have been mine or my partner on the ground if we continued in that market. How many deals can we do from it or or, or still active, right? Because this is going to be a great case to say, you know what, you're right because we've lost, you know, out of these 137, eight deals sold to investors that should have been eight deals to us that probably would have made us 70, 80, over 100,000 plus dollars. And that's then going to be like, you know what, you're, you're right. And that's what's going to get your attention to say, I need to make sure I'm in my CRM following up because everyone talks about it's over 90% follow up. Everyone talks about that. Okay. But I don't do it because they're not motivated. And they've told me they want too much. The notes say they want too much. No means not now. They're not motivated right now. I don't care what's going on right now. Okay. I want to know what's happening down the line and we need to be in front of them. Okay. With automation through cold, through uh, text messaging to cold leads, making sure warm and hot leads have tasks. People are calling them and texting them and emailing them. Okay. I know it's overwhelming, but you will build the team as it comes. Everyone that I work with individually, everyone has a different journey and a different plan because some people have more money to invest than others. Some people want to be on the phone doing it virtually. Some people want to be going and looking at houses. That's why we can tailor it to that. So don't listen and go, oh yeah, it's fine for you. You've got all these people to do it. I didn't at the start. It was just me networking, working old leads, dead leads is how I started. These, Hey Gavin, here's 60 dead leads. And I called every single one. I spoke to about 40 people, locked two deals up. They were the first two deals I ever did from dead leads. I was looking at the notes. These are dead. They're not dead. No means not now. There's only ever a dead lead in your CRM is if they are aggressive, threatening to sue you or something like that. Okay. Or it's just sold. If it's sold in the last few months, six months, then it's a dead lead. Otherwise it's not a dead. No no means not now. Okay. So remember, hopefully you've enjoyed this, uh, this episode. Okay. So make sure do me a favor, like, and subscribe. Okay. Watch out for new content. And if you want in, watch out for this case study, because I feel, and I have not done this. So I have no idea. This might fall flat on its face again. I don't know, but we're going to do it. We're going to track it. And then I'm going to be bringing the results to you. So uh, stay tuned. And I'm going to show you exactly each step of the way that we did it. Probably going to put it into like a mini course for you guys to go through and you'll be like, okay, Okay, that's awesome. I get it. All right, guys, have a great day. I'm going to head back. We're going to be going back up to Phoenix in the RV, off to Sedona, heading back through uh, New Orleans and home. So stay tuned. And uh, I appreciate you all. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.